What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I am Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we're coming at you with another movie from 2020. Damn. <laughs> we're pumping out the new ones. <laughs> we are, we are. Getting all those spoilers out in the air. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're talking about The Dark and the Wicked. Yes, we are. And usually we ask... Uh, why you picked this movie but uh <laughs> you didn't pick it well you kind of did um our instagram followers picked it for us that's right uh yeah i bought this at walmart a couple weeks ago and uh i hadn't watched it yet because i kind of wanted to put it up for one of our episodes and it just mm-hmm. so happened that it was a good idea to hold off on watching it yep for sure <laughs> um yeah, we got a lot of feedback on this one, even whenever I posted the picture on Instagram. People saying it was a good movie and one of their favorites of the year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how we feel about it towards the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we hop into that, though, what have you been up to? I have been up to quite a bit this week. Um the girlfriend and I decided to have a, a little slumber party on Saturday. So we watched a few movies. Did you wear your jammies? <laughs> yeah, totally. Or a naked slumber party? Uh, I don't kiss <laughs> and tell. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so for the non-horror, we uh, first movie we watched was Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rain. Nice. Uh, great movie. I've probably watched that one the most out of all of like Lord of the Rings, just because I always am like, all right, I'm going to do a, a binge watch of the Lord of the Rings movies and make it to the <laughs> first one. And it's like, Hey, I'm not watching the other two. <laughs> There's half my day already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the other non horror one that I watched uh, was American pie. Nice. Um, mainly because our, uh boy chuck at uh, chuck goes to the movies had our friends from horror movie crew on so uh kind of made me want to go back and watch it um yeah if you check out uh, chuck's page you can uh find that episode on it and then for the third movie of the night we watched uh finally after like 20 years i finally knocked a movie off my list and that is donnie darko Oh shit, nice. Yeah. Did you like it? Um I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a weird ass movie. I don't know the meaning of it. Um yeah. I mean I kind of had have a thought of like what I think the ending means, but uh yeah, what a trip of a movie. It's one of those movies that you could watch like a hundred times and still not really know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, legit. And you do like a deep dive into Reddit for fucking fan theories and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and a movie I started tonight and could not finish because it was so fucking bad is Girl on the Third Floor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with CM Punk, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I made it like 40 minutes in. Like, oh my God, it's so bad. I heard it's terrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, 
I would want to say it's disappointing <laughs> because it I see him punk in it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, it was a terrible, terrible movie. So I do not recommend it. And <laughs> the last movie I watched, um, I might get some uh, haters for this, but uh, I watched uh, Becky. Yeah, and not that great. You already got a hater. <laughs> all right uh, i i liked kevin james and lulu wilson and the kills were cool but that's about it well that's all you need i mean if that's how you like your movies <laughs> then sure but uh yeah i just kind of disappointed in like the story and just some of the things they did in it i just didn't you- like you think there's just too much hype around it? Yeah, uh, I would say hype. I think it's just like the thought of Kevin James being like a neo-Nazi. Um, like that part was super cool, but like the whole like backstory, like why like they escape from prison and what their like goal is, like why they go to this cabin just doesn't make any sense. Like don't really go into they kind of like leave the ending like open-ended for a sequel but like it doesn't really make sense at all yeah and it's kind of like home alone like home alone's like yeah it's fun to watch but like it like in reality of it just makes no goddamn sense (laughs) like there's a guy in this movie that is literally like eight feet tall like he fucking sucker punches a pit bull and yeah, I don't want to say too much, but <laughs> that was whenever you texted me. Yeah, and it's like, okay, this eleven-year-old girl is going up against these grown men, and one of them is like literally a giant. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I would say it's below average. All right, fair enough. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I watched this week. That's all you got. All right. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot since we last recorded. Um, one movie I watched, I was telling you that I was disappointed in it, um, was a nightmare wakes on shutter. Uh, it's basically, well, it's a story about Mary Shelley and how she was writing Frankenstein and like the stuff that she's writing down kind of comes alive in real life. And like the whole concept of it sounded so sick. But then watching it, I was just like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was just like really disappointed with it. Kind of sounds like, uh, like scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except, and like except, that movie was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. But, uh, it kind of sounds like that in a, in a way it is. Yeah. It's a little more well done than that, I guess. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. Like there were some parts about it that were good, but as a whole, yeah. it wasn't that great. Um, another one I watched was uh, thanks to the homies of horror because they mm-hmm. just did an episode on this one, and I have not had not watched it at the time. Um, but listening to their episode, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I need to fucking buckle down and watch this." But I watched Little Monsters. Nice. How was that? It was fucking wicked, man. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it's definitely... I, I, I remember seeing the trailer for it last year or like earlier this year. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely... Uh, I definitely want to check it out because I think it's on Crave, so... Uh, yeah, I think that's where I watched it. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fun ride. Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of zombie horror movies, but like this one, it, it was a fresh take on them just because there was a lot of comedy sprinkled out or sprinkled yeah. throughout it. Okay. <clears throat> and I did not take your advice and I started watching porno. Okay. Not the kind you jerk off to, but the movie porno. <laughs> um, I'm about probably about half an hour, 40 minutes into it before yeah. I fell asleep. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to watch the rest of it or not. Yeah, that's how I felt too. It just seems kind of like a stupid concept, but I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Maybe I will finish it just to say I did. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I made a list like I showed you the other day. I made a list on Letterboxd of movies from like 2019 and 2020 that I haven't watched yet. And that was one of them. So maybe I will finish it just to knock it off that list and say that I actually did watch it. Yeah, fair enough. But other than that, yeah, not too much other than Yellowstone and Superstore. It's pretty much it. Nice. Uh Uh-huh. All right, we ready for the content creators corner? Yes, sir. Who we got this week? This week we have the Horror Project podcast, all the nice. way from the UK. And here's their promo. Calling all horror fans! This is Phil from the Horror Project podcast. We are a UK-based podcast, and we release brand new episodes each and every Friday. You can find us on. Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Deezer, anywhere you can get your podcasts from. Uh, We have fun each week. We talk about a different horror film, talk about our favourite bits, least favourite bits, and we have the Body Bag Award, where we give out awards to our favourite kills. So if that sounds like your kind of podcast, give us a try. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, so... There's only one voice there, but normally there's two. Uh, it's a husband and wife. Um, they, have, they have a good dynamic throughout their episodes. Uh, they're fairly new, too. So um, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're fairly new, but they're making their waves throughout the horror community. And uh, yeah, they're pumping out some pretty good episodes. So you guys should all check them out. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I might do our Patreon shoutouts now. Sure. If you're cool with that. I certainly am. All right. So leading the charge, we have our good buddy, Josh, who was on an episode way back when, uh, whenever we talked about drag me to hell. Uh, he was our first ever patron. Um, he's been a fucking stand up dude and a huge supporter of this podcast. And now it's our turn to return or yeah, to return the favor um, and give a little shout out to his YouTube page that he's just started where he is using that platform to raise awareness for the war amps and the lucky Finn project. Um, You can find him at team.luckyfin on YouTube. And I think it's team.luckyfin-yt on Instagram. Um, I can throw up a tag, though, whenever I release this episode. Um, But yeah, he streams video games. We hopped on with him last night and had a fucking great time playing the game. Um, But yeah, he's a stand-up dude, and uh, he's doing this for a good cause. So you guys should all check him out. Uh, Next up is our buddy Jacob. 
He's been a longtime patron as well. Uh, we have Jeffrey Chuck Norris from Chuck Goes to the Movies. Uh, we talk about this dude all the time on this podcast. He's fucking amazing. We love this guy and uh, always supportive of us. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys should definitely check him out. Uh, we have Anthony from Porcelain Peak. If you guys don't know these guys, then you have a problem because they're wicked. Uh, they fucking have some of the best episodes I've ever listened to. Um, yeah. So creative, the shit that they do and the stuff that they post, even just on Instagram. Yeah, a lot um, of content. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we have one of our longtime friends, Dennis. He, uh, he's he been a patron for a little while now. Um, but yeah, he doesn't do any content or anything like that. He's just a stand-up guy. Thank you for supporting us, Dennis. Yes, sir. And that goes with our good buddy, Jeff, as well. Uh, not a content creator of any sorts, just a really good friend of ours. Um, one of our BFFs, the commissioner of all of our fantasy sports leagues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just a great guy. Thank you again, Jeff, for supporting us and, and what we're doing here. And lastly, we have Michael from We Love Horror Podcast. Um, I think we just dropped his promo last week on our last episode. Um, or the week before. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> he's pumping out episodes like crazy. Um, huge support of us all the time. Right from fucking day one since he started in the in the podcasting community. Uh, so make sure you guys go and give him a shout out and check out his, uh, his content too. Yeah. And now that that mouthful is out of the way... You want to hop into this fucking movie discussion? Yes, sir. Let's go. can i've already got one open all right (laughs) all right so tonight i am drinking a flying monkeys again i'm kidding (laughs) oh i I do have a bunch of my fridge but i was like i'll I'll change it up so i'm drinking a uh, a guinness oh nice Um, now i kind of have a process for opening my guinness so there might be some baiting going on okay all right so just give me give me a sec might hear some Clanging around. Yeah. I'll try not to make a mess everywhere. And I am pouring it in a glass. That's why it sounds like I'm pissing. <laughs> did you have supper before you started? Yeah, I did actually. It's okay. National Pizza Day. Um, That's today, true. So, it is. So we got pizza. Lucky. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get started. All right. Well, I can still tell what I'm drinking. You cracked it. You get no chance. Oh, come on. <clears throat> sure. What are you drinking? All right. right now, I'm drinking a Stiegel Grapefruit Rattler. 
Nice. Um, if you haven't had a Rattler, you definitely should try them because they're wicked. They are good. It's basically a beer mixed with juice. <laughs> and whenever I'm done that, I have a Whitewater Brewing Company Farmer's Daughter Blonde Ale. Nice. One of my favorite uh, craft beers from around here. From around these parts. From around these here parts. Cool. All right. Okay. So, like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about The Dark and the Wicked from 2020. Uh, Leading off the synopsis. Excuse me. On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn, and soon a darkness grows. Marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. A little more descript than our last one. Yeah. (laughs) A couple goes to a cabin. (laughs) Um, This movie was directed by Brian Bertino. Uh, He's most popular for directing The Strangers. Uh, He also directed The Monster and Mockingbird. Now, I've never watched Mockingbird, but I've watched, obviously, his other three now. Um, I haven't seen the monster or mockingbird. Okay. The monster is actually pretty good too. Is it? Nice. Yeah. But I mean, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say he's only got four directing credits, but he's got some more like, uh, writing and producing credits than that. Yeah. Like I Um, saw for his upcoming projects, he has a, a, um, something coming out called see no evil. So I'm not sure. Oh, it's a okay. So it's a remake of Mia Farrow's See No Evil from way back in the day. Oh, okay. Seventy-one. So not, not the Kane one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I uh, I didn't look at his upcoming projects, but um, I mean, he's only got four directing credits, which is kind of crazy because I've enjoyed the three of the four that I've watched. Yeah. So. I would like to see more of his stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but he also wrote and produced The Stranger's Prey at Night and The Black Coat's Daughter, which is now apparently called February. I saw that, yeah. I'm not sure why it's called that now, but... Look, when I open it up, it has, uh, for some reason, has it in French as La Fille du Diable. Oh, really? And then under it, it says February and then original title. Hmm. But uh, oh, it has Emma Roberts, it, Roberts in it. Yeah. Um, I still haven't watched The Strangers Pray at Night. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Any reason I, why? Or Oh, no, I think it's just because, like, a sequel, and then, like, it just... I think it went, like, straight to, like, DVD or something, didn't it? I think so. Or it had a very, very limited release. Yeah, so I think that it's kind of like put me off because like I like the first one, like the original one so much. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think I wanted it to ruin the first one for me. They're very they're two very different movies. Like Pray at Night was really good, in my opinion. A lot of people shit on it, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. But it's a lot different than the first one. But Fair enough. you should watch it. Okay. Is I what will. I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll ruin the first one for you. All right. 
but you're a grown ass man and you're going to do whatever you want anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the cast list, <clears throat> not a huge cast. And, uh, the extra people that are in it are very like barely in it at all. Yeah. But uh, the top four build I have Marin Ireland. She played Louise. Uh, she's from Hell or High Water, Homeland, The Empty Man, which is another movie that's on my letterbox list. Hmm. Uh, the Umbrella Academy and Sneaky Pete. Nice. Have you watched Sneaky Pete? I haven't. My in-laws are watching it right now, though, and they said it's pretty good. Yeah, because I love like the main guy in it. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I also haven't watched the Umbrella Academy. It's oh man, it's so good. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it. There's like every time I start a new show, there's like five other new ones that come out at the same time. It's like, holy fuck. Uh, but before I move on, something just popped in my head. I don't know why. Um, okay. I finished the Possessor or Possessor. Oh. Nice, yeah. Uh, fucking crazy ending. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, definitely <laughs> did not see it coming. Um, and I know you mentioned you were going to watch it this weekend, but obviously you didn't have a chance to. No. Yeah. I, I almost rented it last night, but I was like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck. It's like 1130. Like, I'm not going to get through it all. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> fucking wicked ass movie. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. All right, next up on the cast list is Michael Abbott Jr., and he plays Michael. Uh, he's from Mud, and I laughed whenever I read the title of this one. Um, the Death of Dick Long. <laughs> All I was thinking was, like, if this guy was in the military, he'd be Long Dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> grow up. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. Uh. Uh, he's in the radiant or in the radiant city and, uh, loving. So I have not heard of any of these other than mud. So I can't really say anything about them. Yeah. He was like, he was in one episode of daredevil Mm -hmm. episode of some random shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is Julie Oliver touchstone and she played the mother uh, she's in Preacher for like a couple episodes, um, Back Road, and Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. Nice. Yeah. Might have to run and check that one out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not a big name actress at all. Like, I barely recognize anything that she was in. Um, but I mean, she did a pretty good job in this movie for the small amount of time that she was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember her from Preacher, actually. Do you? Yeah, yeah, she did a good job in it. Nice. Yeah, that's one I still haven't watched yet either. Uh, and lastly, I have Lynn Andrews, and she played the nurse. Um, and everything that she's been in is basically like a single episode in TV shows. Like, yeah. She's a modern family for one episode, Big Bang Theory, like just random shit here and there. But... Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Do you have any buddy that you want to bring up? No, not really. All right. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yes, sir. Okay. Ready to hop into the movie discussion? Yes, sir. Let's get to <laughs> it. You've been chomping at the bit all day for this one. Oh, yeah, I have. 
Um, you're lucky, you know that? Why? Because I thought this was going to be one of those fucking slow burn, boring ass Mark movies. Wow, okay. Like before you watched it? No, like as I'm watching, I, I didn't watch a single trailer for this. Like I had no idea what it was about. Okay. So I went in, in it totally blind. Uh, so did um, I. But uh, the start of it, like the first, like, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes, like, I was like, fuck, this is going to be one of Mark's movies, fucking The Lodge or some shit like that. Oh, come on. <laughs> the Lodge is a great movie. Oh, my God. It is not. <laughs> Just ask Josh from Horror Movie Crew. You know what? I'm putting The Lodge up for our next episode. Fuck you. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but uh, yeah, like things really picked up like, uh, I don't know. Very quickly. Yeah. Like it didn't take long. No. Like as soon as you saw the goats, you're like, oh shit, some shit's going down. Yeah, man. And uh, did you notice the face in the goats? What? Oh yeah. I. It was so quick. It was like half of a fucking frame. Like it at was, the beginning of the movie? When all the goats are like freaking out inside the barn, right? Because like the yeah. wolves, the wolves are like trying to get in or like whatever. Yeah, you think it's a wolf. Well, yeah, you hear the wolf howls, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so the camera's like panning through um, all the sheep or all the goats, I mean, sorry. And there's like a quick, quick look of like this black face with like white eyes. Like in the goat's fur or like the head of the goat? No, no, no. It was like some. it was like a being that was like hiding in the goats. Oh, okay. Like in the goat pen kind of thing. Huh. Crazy. Yeah, it was fucked. Hmm. Kind of took me by surprise. But that kind of set the tone for the rest of this movie, too, because there is so many times where it's like quick glances of shit. Yeah. And you don't really see it like. You're like, you think you see it, but then you're like, okay, did I actually see something there? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like what they were trying to do because this whole movie is kind of about the slow descent into fucking madness. Yeah. From like, well, they even like mention it, I think, mm-hmm. but like early on about like what it, what it is. Cause like pretty much like the, the father, he's dying basically. Yeah. And the mother can't really take care of him anymore. They have like a nurse that comes and checks on him like every so often. Um, but pretty much like the two siblings, Louise and Michael, um, are staying there for a few days to just kind of like be with the mother, I guess. Yeah. And uh, like their only neighbor pretty much around the area is uh, Charlie. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of like a helper around the farm because they, they live on a goat farm. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big farm. They have a lot of uh, acres and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the first night, um, uh, Mother, who is like, that's her name in the movie, like, I doesn't have a, a character name. Yeah. Uh, she's just, like, cutting vegetables, and, like, uh-huh. I didn't realize how much I fucking hated this in horror movies until this movie. <laughs> like, even before the big scene, which we'll talk about. Yeah, okay. Like, like, um, cause she's saying they're cutting the onions or like whatever it is. And she's like cutting and then like the sound is like, 
I don't know the way they like they shot this scene is so well done. Yeah. Like, cause she's chopping and you're like, Hey, it's a fucking horror movie. Like something's going to, something's going to happen. And she's chopping. It's like thud, thud, thud. And then like a chair moves from behind her and she just like, kind of like looks, looks back. Yeah. And like, Oh shit. Like kind of get the poltergeist vibes. Yeah, definitely. From that one scene. Yeah. And like, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Fuck. Oh, that um, like it keeps like the camera keeps cutting in back behind her and then it'll zoom in on what she's cutting mm-hmm. and then it zooms back behind her. So like every time it goes in to like zoom in on the vegetables that she's cutting, it's just like, OK, oh, fuck, something's going to happen right now. And yeah, because the knife is back. getting closer to her hand. She keeps moving it further away. And you're just like, OK, she's going to fuck up one of these times because her mind is like on the chair moving. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell that she's kind of used to it by now. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost like she's at peace with whatever's in there with her, but she's yeah. really not. Yeah. Um, before we dive too far into this, uh, obviously, there's going to be like big time spoilers in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's a movie from 2020. So, I mean, we can't really use the excuse of it's been out forever. So if you haven't watched it yet, it's your own fault. Um there's going to be heavy spoilers throughout this episode that will completely ruin the movie for you. Yeah. Um, because there's some shit that happens later on that, like if you haven't seen this movie yet, you probably shouldn't listen to this episode because <laughs> yeah, there's stuff that you're going to want to see for the first time. Yeah. Um, and also each like sequence of scenes is separated through every day of the month or every day of the week. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and it's like super quick too. Yeah. It's almost like, like, like some days are faster than others. It seemed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's almost got that feeling of like the shining where they, they yeah. kind of break it up into certain dates. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the next day, um, the mother's like getting upset. She's like talking like under her breath about like, the devil and like uh she's telling louise and michael that you shouldn't be here you should like leave and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then louise is like kind of getting ready for bed or something like that and she's getting like tea or something and she closes the door and then she goes to get tea and then the door slowly opens and as yeah. she walks by you you saw what was like in the hallway behind her yeah it was like it looked like a man but then, like, when she went back, it was the mother that was standing there. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, through, like, the whole course of this, like, opening little bit, the mother does keep saying, like, oh, I told you not to come. I told you not to come. And, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, oh, she doesn't really want them there to, like, see their father like that. Or she's mm-hmm. pissed at them because, like, they're only around because he's on his deathbed kind of thing. Yeah. But like she knows what's going on in the house and like she was trying to protect her kids is kind of what you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So now she's back to, uh, cutting fucking vegetables Mm -hmm. and this time it's getting like more intense because she's cutting the vegetables and she's going like faster and faster. And then behind her, you see either a chair move or like someone talk or something like that. and um and she doesn't turn around at all she just is cutting quicker and quicker 
And then this is the most fucked fucked up scene i've seen in a while (laughs) honestly like me and bettina were freaking the fuck out like we did not expect it especially to go so deep into like the shot yeah but uh yeah she's cutting the vegetables and then she slices her two fingers off like clear as day and she kind of screams in pain and then she just keeps fucking going on her fingers yeah the two that she already chopped up like yeah, Ugh. and she just keeps fucking chopping them up in smaller pieces. I was like, I, I like had to look away at one point. It was legit like she was dicing up carrots. Yeah, like it like, was making my fucking stomach nauseous. <laughs> See, I knew that this part was coming. Yeah. Because you texted me and mentioned something about it. And then so I messaged Bettina and I said, oh, I heard you. Uh, regretted picking the movie and she's like oh not really just like the finger scene and i was like oh i haven't watched it yet oh no (laughs) so don't tell me anymore Um, but yeah so like i thought it was going to happen during the first time we see her chopping shit up and then by the time the second time she was chopping up was okay it's obviously happening here but she didn't say what happened she just said the finger part yeah yeah But like even like when she cuts her fingers off like that's like shocking to begin with you have like no that's going to happen, but you don't fucking expect her to keep going into her fingers. It's like, oh man. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was for sure. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, they, I think they come down the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So it flashes that it's Tuesday now. Yeah. So yeah. that happened Monday night. Um, so I think they come down and like, she's gone, right? Yeah. Um, so then they go into the barn and you see her hanging there with, uh, where the goats are. And she, uh, yeah, she hung herself, um, in the barn. Uh, she was like saying things to herself, stuff like that. Um, I think she was like some sort of dressmaker because like Louise after is like yeah. looking through things and she sees like a wedding dress that has like Louise on it. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it was. Her mom just kept the dress from her wedding or or what? Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was all about. Because like they, they, they don't really go into Louise's family at all. Like you don't really know if she has a family. Like you know that Michael does. Yeah. Yeah, because on Monday, like during the whole Monday sequence, like Michael and Louise are sitting out on their front porch. And you can tell that like Louise is kind of estranged from the family a little bit yeah because like her and michael like they're not talking like a typical brother and sister would um he's kind of like oh you still working at the post office and she's like well no not anymore and then that's pretty much all you learn about louise's life is that she's an ex-post office worker yeah yeah um so yeah they go so i think they're i think they're burying the mother out like in this kind of field area because they, this is where like they go and like bury the goats, I think. Yeah. Um, this is where you meet Charlie too. I think you meet Charlie right at the start too. Oh, do you? Okay. Him and, uh, him and Michael are changing the tire on or the wheel tire. Right. The, uh, the truck in the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so the mother killed herself. Uh, then we get into another scene, which is the shower scene. Oh. 
Um, which this was fucking creepy as fuck too. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like right after, uh, they buried their mom and Louise is in the shower and she hears like noises and like someone talking, I think. Yeah. And like then walking she, around. Yeah. And then she opens it and it's the fucking dad. Mm. And he just like has like this look on his face. Like he's like possessed. His eyes are all fucked up and he starts like pissing himself. Yeah. And she's like freaking and like the thing says like, oh, I want David's soul, I think. Yeah, something like what that. What I heard. Um, so yeah, she like freaks out, goes in there and uh, the father is like still in his bed, like hooked up to his uh, IV and stuff like that. And she's telling Michael like he was in there like 100%. Yeah. And you can tell Michael doesn't believe her. Yeah, exactly. He thinks she's batshit crazy. Because, like, how is he going to get out of bed and just walk into the bathroom? Yeah. Um, and then Louise starts, like, she finds her mother's, like, journal that she was, like, writing. And she's, like, making all of these, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's day journals. But it's, like, there's little things about, like, what she's seen and, like, talking about. Like, yeah. the devil and all that stuff like that. Was it Louise that found it or was it Michael? Well, yeah, I know Louise was reading it at one point. Maybe Michael found it and then uh, was like, oh, we shouldn't read this or whatever. But then Louise did. Because I know Michael brings it out to like sit on the porch and he reads a part of it to Louise out on the front porch. That's true. Yeah. So anyways, it's yeah. not that important who finds it. No. <laughs> um yeah the next kind of crazy scene um i think louise is now the nurse shows up kind of introduces herself and uh she's like oh like i can stay here with with your dad and louise is like no like i'll sleep in the bedroom with him like i can do it so she's staying in there and michael's staying in his own room and he's in his bedroom all of a sudden the light turns on and his door's closed yeah. He kind of like wakes up, goes out, opens the door, <laughs> looks around. No one there, turns it off, goes in bed. Light comes back on and you're like, holy fuck. Like the suspense in this scene was really well done. Yeah. And then he think, turns the light off again and you're like, you think you see someone in the room with him, but you're not quite sure. Yeah. And uh, he looks outside and sees his fucking mother just like hanging in the fucking air. I know it's fucked. Like that scene kind of reminded me of hereditary. Yeah. Like, like just yeah. the way that she was like kind of looking back at him and she was floating in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that was fucking crazy. And, uh, I think the first night that Louise is in the bed with, uh, with the dad, she's like having like visions of like stuff happening to him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and she is, I thought it was like cuts on her face. Yeah. So you find out out it was just lipstick, which like, I didn't understand like what that was all about. Yeah. I don't know. Cause she finds the lipstick, like the stick of lipstick in the bed afterwards. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like to make her think that her dad did it, but it's like, he is like comatose. Like he can't do any of that shit. Yeah. I didn't quite understand the whole lipstick thing. No, me either. Um, so Louise is downstairs and wait, no, is it this part? 
Is this the part where the mother calls or is that like whenever they're outside talking and Michael tells Louise that he saw the mom last night? Yeah. Yeah. And in that scene too, um, she ends up in the room with him too. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like it looked like that someone was in there with him, but like you weren't quite sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, cause I'm pretty sure I did see her, but then it's like, kind of like, was she there? Was she not? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah like think, the, go ahead. I was going to say, I think this is the scene when she calls. Yeah. Cause Michael, they're sitting outside and Michael says like, we just saying like how this is all crazy stuff. And, um, Michael's like, yeah, I saw, I saw her last night and he kind of explains like what happened a little bit. Um, and then like the phone rings and she, Louise answered it, answers it. And it's like the mother on the other end. And she's like fucking saying some crazy shit. I forget yeah. what exactly it was, but. Well, didn't she say at one point too, I told you not to come. Yeah. She does say that throughout the movie. Yeah. But I mean, in, in that phone call too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they go to kind of like furthers the story whenever they go to the, uh, the mortuary or whatever to like yeah. get her body I don't know, done up for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, I just had a thought. Yeah. So then they <laughs> must not have buried her earlier in the movie because the, the body was there at the mortuary. Yeah. I don't know what they were burying or what was going on with that whole like little goat cemetery thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, anyway, so they uh <laughs> they're at the mortuary and like the um what do you call them? Funeral director. Funeral director, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um he's like kind of going on about like how the mother was like religious and like she had all these like um mini like these crosses and then Louise says like oh like no, like my mother wasn't religious at all. Like none of us are. And she's like, yeah, mom didn't believe in God. She never has and never would. Yeah. So it's like kind of like what the hell's going on in this place? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other scene that you want to talk about? Uh, <clears throat> there's that one point too, where Louise, like she's laying in the bed with her father and he starts like choking. And yeah. uh, then a fucking spider crawls out of his mouth. Yeah. It's like yeah. this big ass nasty fucking spider. And Michael comes in to her, like pulling back all the covers and fucking trying to get it. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just saw a fucking spider crawl out of our dad's mouth. So no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so they leave. Sorry, just look at my notes. So they leave the place and they go back to the house. And um, is this whenever the priest, I think the priest shows up. Yeah. And he's kind of talking to them and he kind of like is hinting that something is like already here in the house. Yeah. And there's like not much they can do about it. And then Louise kind of like starts freaking out, like saying like, oh, my mother didn't believe in God. Like she didn't believe in any of that stuff. And I think it's at this point too, whenever 
Louise is kind of questioning her like death. Yeah. Because like the cops said that there was like some sort of chest or something like that that she used to get up, but like the mother's so old, she there's no way that she'd be able to get herself up there to hang herself. Yeah. And, but this priest too, he's saying that he's like he came to the house often and like he had long conversations with the mother. Excuse me, and all this shit. And like Michael and Louise are both like, well, no, that's fucking bullshit. Like, she wouldn't have called you. She she doesn't believe in God. She doesn't believe in religion. Like, she yeah. doesn't believe in any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then that's when Louise kind of freaks out and just kind of kicks him out of the house. Yeah. But, um, and he mentioned something about the demon. And they said about how, or, I don't know. Anyways, they said she doesn't believe in that. And this line was fucking wicked. He goes, do you think a wolf cares if you believe that it's a wolf? And yeah, and there was something else. There's some oh, I wish I wrote it down. God damn it. I'm so pissed. It was such a wicked line, though. Yeah. It's basically along the lines of like I'm paraphrasing, but a wolf doesn't. Do you think a wolf cares if you believe that it's a wolf? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was. A cool yeah, line. no, it was. It was a good line. Yeah. Um. So she kicks the priest out and now Charlie is back at the house and at his like little trailer or whatever. Yeah. And he goes in there and then there's like this ghost version of Louise and it has like all these cuts on herself and she just like goes up behind him is like cutting like her face. And then, um, I forget what the conversation was. Was she like thre- um, she was threatening to to do something? But like in the end, anyway, like Charlie just fucking pulls out a shotgun and shoots himself in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly it was that she was saying. But yeah, so fucking <laughs> Charlie kills himself. Um, and then the next day, like Louise can't get a hold of uh, Charlie at all for like two days. And then she she gets a hold of the priest somehow because I think he he gives her his number. But like I didn't really get this part. Like she calls a number and the priest answers and she's like, Oh hey, it's this and this. And he's like, Who? Yeah. And she's like, Oh, like you're pastor or whatever. And he's like, Yeah. And she's like, You were <laughs> you were here like three days ago. You knew my mother, my mother. He's like, I've never been to Texas. Uh, I live in Chicago. (laughs) He's like, is this some kind of sick joke? Yeah, because he says, she says her name is Louise. And he's like, yeah, is this some sort of sick joke? Like, I had a daughter named Louise and she killed herself. And she sounds just like you. Or you sound just like her. Yeah, so like I did, this is one part of the movie I did not understand at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, like, what, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know, like, I saw some theories online about, like, what each, like, kind of person meant in the movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, throughout the whole movie, there's, well, you learn more towards the end. Um, but, uh, like, throughout the whole movie, like, you're not sure of what they're seeing is real or if it's just, like, a vision. Yeah. Um, and like the fan theory kind of broke down what each person in the vision meant, but like at the same time, like 
if this guy's from Chicago, like how would Virginia or how would the mother ever know what he looked like or who he was? Like, why would he be coming to her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand this part either. This one was definitely a head scratcher for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, this is, I think the next part is, uh, our big scene is wherever Michael's just like out in the field and like all the goats are gone. And then you just see this like three legged goat, like walk up and like, it's one leg is like fucking just chomped right off. Yeah. And Michael like goes out into the field and like all the fucking goats are dead. Mm -hmm. And then they have to fucking burn them. Yeah. Yeah. That part was fucked. They're all just like tossing all these dead goats into giant ass fire. Yeah. Yeah. And like they had like hundreds and hundreds of goats. Like they go out into this field and it's just like a complete massacre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then another crazy scene. Uh, not crazy, but it is creepy. Um, I think that night Michael is in the barn and, uh, it was like all these little like kind of like scares but like not like really scary but like kind of like i don't know like creepy just enough to like up the tension yeah just to keep you like engaged in the movie a bit yeah like uh michael's in the barn there's like barely any goats left and the wind chimes start going off you see the hear like the wolves howling again mm-hmm. and like creepy ass fucking noises and then you see like behind him like this shadow come up on the wall and then it just cuts cuts the next like morning. Yeah. Um, um, is this the part there? They, they call a doctor to try and get the father out of the house at this point. Yeah, I think. And the doctor like refuses to do it because he's too, like the father's too sick and yeah, like, he says I'm... he won't, he won't make it to the highway. Yeah. And they're so like, well, like, it's our he's... choice. Yeah. And, uh, He's like, well, I, I can't allow you to kill him. It's yeah. Like, well, I mean, at this point, fucking dude's dead. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, not to be <laughs> insensitive, but I mean, if he's not going to survive to the highway, like, mm-hmm. what's really the point in in keeping him like that? Yeah. Um, I gotta write my notes better. I just fucking wrote bed scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that scene whenever? I think Michael's gone at this point or he's going the next morning. Mm. Is this whenever Louise is lying in the bed and then she hears like the monster like on top of him. And then she no, like, that's, and, that's the, that's Sunday. That's the, that's last the, day. that's the ending. Okay. Yeah. Is that whenever he's like on the roof or is that this scene when he's like on the ceiling and then she wakes up and he's like just behind beside her still like, it's just a dream. Well, yeah, no, that's this. That happens on the Sunday. Oh, it does. Okay. I'm getting yeah. mixed up. But, uh, like, yeah. Well, maybe that would be the next scene, though. Like, that would be the next day. I'm trying to think. Because at one point, Michael leaves. And yeah. <clears throat> at one point, Michael leaves. And does she wake up after this nightmare and finds out that he leaves? I think so. Because I think she sees the dad like on the ceiling. Yeah. It's very and much like the Babadook. Yeah, like he's like alive. I think you do you do hear like a monster like sniffing on him, like is on top yeah. of him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that is this scene. Okay. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, so she's like laying in bed, and you, you kind of like see a glimpse of like a shadow like climbing up on the bed, and she's like freaking the fuck out, and she's mm-hmm. like not looking over, and you just hear this thing on the dad like breathing and like kind of like making noises and shit, and uh, and then she like looks over, and the dad's like on the ceiling like freaking out, and then yeah. she like wakes up, and it's the next morning. Yeah, yeah. So this is Sunday morning, right? The last day. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, and then, Louise yeah, that was like, where the fuck is Michael? Like during all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause then Louise realize, comes down. Yeah. Louise comes down and Michael's gone. Yeah. Um, does she call him before or after Charlie's granddaughter comes, comes to the house? I think after. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Do you want to go into this scene? Sure. Okay. I think go. Cool. Oh, you want me to? Okay. (laughs) Um, So there's a knock on the door and Louise goes to the door and it's this like young gish girl, like probably early 20s. Yeah. And uh, like you can tell that she's upset and then she um, she's talking about who she is like, oh, I'm Charlie's granddaughter, blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen you since I was little. Um, I just came to tell you that uh, that like Grandpa Charlie killed himself. Uh, yeah. He shot himself with a shotgun and then yeah. Louise like breaks down and just starts crying Yeah, and invites the girl into the house. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the girl like kind of stands in the doorway and she starts like spewing out this crazy ass shit. And all yeah. the while she has this like creepy ass smile on her face, like uh, almost like um, the movie truth or dare, like whenever yeah. they get possessed, like it's kind of a smile like that. Yeah, and she just like she just says like, "Do you smell him?" Yeah, and she's like, "He's rotting every day." And then like, it's like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, it's super creepy. And then next thing you know, the fucking granddaughter's in the house with Louise. Yeah, yeah, like right behind her. Yeah, and then it's like fucking with Louise, and then just kind of vanishes. Mm-hmm. Um. And this whole f- man, like this whole movie is fucking nuts, man. Especially this <laughs> this third act. Oh, Holy yeah. fuck! So the fucking nurse shows up, and <laughs> like I was kind of wondering, like, where's like the nurse through the whole movie? Because she only like shows up like a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like taking care of this guy. Like I don't, I don't understand that bit. Well, but, she's uh, a she's like a day nurse. So she comes yeah. and spends the days with them, but then like she goes home at night because the mother was taking care of him throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so she goes upstairs with the father and she like lights this like candle with a Jesus Christ on it. And then she's like, just sits down and starts like uh, knitting and Louise is like downstairs. I forget what she's doing. She, oh, she's trying to call Michael. Yeah. Um, but she can't get a hold of him, and because uh, he just no, she does get a hold of him because she's like freaking out, like why aren't you here? And he's like, I got my own family. Like he has two daughters and a wife who he's been like away from for a while, yeah. and like she's pretty much saying like, whoa, dad, and he's like, dad's gone. Like there's nothing he can do for him. Yeah. Um. So the nurse is like upstairs and she's knitting. And I just see those knitting needles. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is not going to go well at all. Like we just watched inside. We know exactly what is going to happen. Yeah. So she just kind of gets like this look in her eye. She starts like crying a bit. 
Mm-hmm. And it pans down to Louise again, and then goes back up to the nurse, or Louise comes upstairs. Because the nurse screams. Right. And she just fucking pulls a knitting thing out of the side of her cheek. Ugh. <laughs> and Louise just fucking runs downstairs. And the nurse comes down and just fucking stabs herself in both eyes. Well, she knocks Louise out upstairs. Oh, right. Yeah. She smashes her head off the door or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then drags her to the, the kitchen area. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, probably your favorite scene in the whole movie. Hey, I didn't see no eyeball, so. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stabs herself in both of her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking nasty. And she just fucking drops dead. Man, the, oh, the one shot, like the actress that did this did such a fucking good job. Like when she's like standing straight up and she's like looking out the doorway kind of thing. And she's fucking smiling. Like that smile uh, on her face was the most terrifying fucking thing. Yeah. Her eyes are gouged out from knitting needles. She's bleeding like profusely, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, she just like, she's almost standing like she's crucified. A little bit. Yeah. Like she kind of has her arms open. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like you said, she's just smiling like this fucking creepy ass smile. Yeah. And then and fucking... Just, Drops collapses dead. yeah yeah fuck crazy <clears throat> and then we get to uh probably the most crazy scene in the whole movie uh, i Man, guess this you scene... want to uh do you want to take this away this scene fucked me up oh me too man like royally fucked me up yeah so we, it goes back to michael and he gets home and he comes into his house and like he can hear a record playing. So there's music going all through the house and he's kind of calling for his family and nobody's answering. So he goes into the girl's rooms. Nobody's there. Goes into the wife's room. Nobody's there. And he kind of like slowly goes out to the kitchen and sitting at the table at the breakfast table are his two daughters with their faces like on the table and they're Mm -hmm. both bleeding and you can tell that they've been there for like a couple of days, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and he looks over and his wife is laying dead on the floor holding a knife. Yeah. So he like it the assumption is she killed both kids and then killed herself. So Michael freaks out, um, pukes, um, and then pulls out his pocket knife and mm-hmm. fucking slits his own throat. And right before he dies it shows like his POV of the kitchen and the kitchen is completely empty. (laughs) So nobody's actually there. It's all just a vision. Fuck. So he kills himself for no reason. And not even 20 seconds after this, his fucking wife and kids walk through the front door with groceries. Yeah. And find him laying there dead. Yeah. And I was just like, (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like at this point, Patina was like uh, on her phone a little bit, so she wasn't like fully paying attention. But uh, I was like freaking the fuck out. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I was like, did you see what just happened? She's like, yeah, the family was dead. I was like, no. <laughs> he thought they were dead, but they weren't, and he killed himself. And then they came <laughs> home. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, like whenever it happened, whenever he walked in, like I kind of had like an inkling of a thought like, oh, it's probably not real. But then he mm-hmm. killed himself and I was like, oh, shit. Like 
like I got thinking like, what would I do in that situation? Like if I came home and like, yeah. the family was dead, I'd probably do the same thing. But like, yeah. Oh man. And then it fucking twists around and there's nobody actually there. I was just like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, like I believed it because it's like, okay, Michael was at the house with the devil for yeah. too long. Like he was, he was getting in the devil's business too much, I think. Uh-huh. So it kind of like followed him to his house and set that up. Yeah. Oh, it's fucked Crazy. up, man. Yeah. Fuck. <clears throat> um, and uh, so the final scene, Louise is at home alone. Um, she goes upstairs to like her dad and he's finally taking like his last breath. Like he's dying. She's freaking out. Like, don't die, dad. Like, don't go. I'm they here take, for you. Yeah. Takes his final breath. And like, there's an emotional scene. He dies and she's just starts bawling her eyes out. And then all of a sudden you fucking hear the mother in the hallway. No, it's Michael. Was it Michael? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was the mother. No, the mother shows up as well, doesn't she? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. You can hear Michael screaming her name for help. Yeah. And then, and then you hear her mother singing in the other room. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. So Louise is like sitting on the bed like with, with her dad and she hears like the mother singing. And then all of a sudden this fucking thing just grabs her from behind and the movie ends. Yeah. One final jump scare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, man, this movie. Yeah. And you didn't really get a good look at it either. Like, no. I think it might have been like the mother, like the devil as the mother, maybe. I kind of thought it was her father because it like came from behind her. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you don't really see who it was, though. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, the way the blood splatters. Yes. Okay. We ready for these reviews? Yes, sir. All right. What did you give it for a story rating? So for my story, I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought it developed the characters pretty well. Um, I would have liked a bit more background on Louise's story, but uh Still, it developed like um, like you 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 felt for all the characters in the movie, especially the two main ones. Yeah, um, I didn't think it did a very good job, like explaining why the devil is haunting them. Mm-hmm. Like it clearly wants the father's body, but you don't know why because like the mother isn't religious, like throughout the movie at all. Like she, Louise says, her mom was never religious, so like religion has nothing to do with it. Like it's it just doesn't touch on why it's happening um we already talked about it but like the whole pastor and his daughter thing like on the wheeze calls him and stuff like that yeah um and then like where the nurse was we kind of figured it like said that she was a day nurse even though she only really shows up like a couple times and like doesn't like i feel like she would know well actually she does say yeah, we didn't t- talk about that because she does say at yeah. one point, um, like she's like, I should have said something, but I felt like it was wrong that like her mother was talking, like whenever she wasn't around, but she could hear what the mom was saying. So like she had an idea that the mother was crazy. Yeah, like yeah, something was definitely going on there. Yeah, um, the twist at the end was fucking nuts. 
<laughs> um, and I thought the script and the dialogue were uh, were good as well. And for quality, I gave it a nine out of ten. All right. Um, overall, it is a great movie. Um, the acting and the score really great. Uh, the effects were fantastic. Um, I think it could be a near perfect like haunting movie with a few adjustments. I think. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some stuff I missed, but uh, yeah, story is six out of ten, and quality a nine out of ten. All right, cool, cool. My story, I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay, I said the biggest pro of this movie is also one of its biggest cons. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we never know what's real and what's a vision, like it keeps you on your toes and constantly being inquisitive about like what's going on. Yeah. But it also left a lot to desire in terms of like what the fuck was going on by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, like I read some theories on like what each vision represented and whatnot, like to each person that saw them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it would have been nice to kind of see that throughout the movie a little bit um the ending like the very ending happened way too quick like there there was no closure to like it would have been nice to kind of have a wraparound to figure out like what was actually happening in there yeah um because like they follow up michael's death scene which was just fucking phenomenal yeah um with like they followed it up with louise's death which was just like oh she got grabbed boom movie's over yeah, exactly. Like you just you felt, I don't know, it was unsubstantial. Um, Oops. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all in all, I said the movie is very well written and it came from the director of one of my favorite movies, which is The Strangers. So I'm like excited to see what like what he comes out with in the future. Yeah. Uh, my quality, I gave it an eight out of ten. <clears throat> I said there's great sound design in the score. Um, like there's always little sounds that are happening throughout the whole house. Like there's creaks in the floorboards, there's chairs scraping, there's like mm-hmm. you can hear like people mumbling and whispering and shit like that throughout the whole movie. Uh it's a very creepy atmosphere. The acting was really good, um, especially considering like most of the actors weren't big names at all. Yeah. Um it kind of gave me feelings of the Babadook and the witch and hereditary and stuff like that throughout it. Like, I feel like it kind of took bits and pieces from those movies, mm-hmm. which is like, it's not a bad thing at all. No. Uh, and lastly, I said the gore and the effects were very hit or miss. Like some of the effects were fucking wicked, like with the fingers and like the girl stabbing her eyes and shit like that. Yeah. But then whenever we see Louise at Charlie's house and she's cutting herself, like it was so fake. Like, Oh, I was thinking that too. Same with whenever the, the dad was in the bathroom. Yeah. Like it was just yeah. like very CGI. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we gave it the same final score, just different score breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we both gave it a 15 out of 20. Nice. But yeah. Overall, a very good movie though. Yes, definitely. All right, so we know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. So the critics' consensus, The Dark and the Wicked delivers on its title with an unsettling horror story whose deep dread and bleak outlook further compound its effective jolts. 
Nice. So, what do you think the critics scored it? Um, I'm gonna say there's probably not that many critic reviews. I may be wrong on that, but I'm going to say. Eighty-four percent. Oh, you're getting worse at this game. Damn. They gave it a ninety-one percent. Fuck, I was gonna go that high, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it was on eighty-six ratings too. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, quite a bit more than I expected. Hmm. Um, the audience scored it a sixty-three percent. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which I was kind of surprised about. So I guess we're kind of more in the critics. Uh eyes yeah i mean what's 15 out of 20 what would that be 75 so we're kind of right in the middle nice i don't even know i need my calculator for that that's pretty basic math (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah so rotten tomatoes kind of changed their format a little bit so Mm -hmm. with the audience score now if it's over 250 ratings it just says 250 plus ratings so i don't Uh, know okay I don't know how many people actually scored it for the audience. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah. I mean, pretty well received. Like 63 is not terrible. No, no. But and like that could rise too with. Yeah, with definitely. It. Or drop. Hopefully not. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready for the scare section? Let's do it. Okay, what did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, This was a pretty fucking scary movie. The tension was high. The gore was intense. Um, Just overall really scary movie. Yeah. And like the first like 10 minutes, I was like, fuck, it's going to be a slow burn movie. Uh, Then like it just fucking ramped up from there. Mm -hmm. So 7 out of 10. Cool. And my scariest scene was the cutting of the vegetables. <laughs> not not the specific scene of her chopping her fingers, just okay. the feeling that it made me have when she's cutting the vegetables is just like it's like you fucking know something's gonna happen and you're just like just the sound it's making, just I thought it was really well done. Yeah, definitely. So I'd probably go with that as my scariest scene. So I shouldn't um, chop vegetables near you then? No, please don't. <laughs> um, and then what I survived, I said no. Because like even Michael leaves mm-hmm. and he still ends up <laughs> ends up dying. Yeah. Um, he kills himself, but still, I don't think I would survive this movie. All right. This is the first one you wouldn't survive in a long time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a six out of ten. I said, I felt very uneasy throughout the entire movie. And that's extrapolated by the fact that we like never really know what's real and what isn't. Yeah. Um, this movie is a great mix of built up suspense and well executed jump scares. Um, mm. Like the movie relied a lot on like stuff that you see in the background or stuff that like you think you see, but you're not sure if you saw it, um, yeah. which makes it like super creepy. Um, and then whenever there is a jump scare, like it's actually pretty effective. Yeah. Um, which leads me into my scariest scene, uh, when Louise is in the shower 
and she pulls back the curtain and her father's standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> at this point in the movie, like you see enough shit in the background and like there's enough scenes where you think it's going to be a jump scare, but then it actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. like with this scene i was like okay she's gonna pull back the curtain and it's not gonna be anything there it's just gonna be like a fake jump scare well right. no. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me nice <laughs> uh would i survive um while i was watching it i was thinking yes i would because yeah. i wouldn't have taken no for an answer with the doctor like go to take my father to the hospital and then just gotten the fuck out of that house yeah but like you said, the ending, Michael leaves the house and the shit still happens. So, I mean, yeah. once it, I feel like once you've been there, you're just fucked. Yeah. So do you think it was the house or it was the, the father? <sighs> hmm. I mean, it doesn't really give you any hints at all as to what it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because like everybody that's been, everyone except for Charlie, you see in the house at some point before they die. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think this whole thing is just like the goats coming back from the dead? <laughs> like Pet Cemetery. Um, I mean, possibly. <laughs> uh, they come out with a sequel and it's a fucking just goats rampaging around. <laughs> No, I don't know if it's the house or if it's the father. Like, yeah, like there's, I don't know. That's the thing of this movie. Like, there's a lot of questions left unanswered. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. All right, man. We're heading on back to Captain Spaulding's trivia of Monsters and Mad Men. Let's do it. It's been a while. It has. tough time with this one uh i did we kind of answered two questions of mine so i'll leave them till the end just in case yeah we answered two of mine too (laughs) (laughs) kind of kind of yeah all right who wants to go first uh you can go first all right how many goats does michael sayer left after the goat massacre how many did they what how many goats does Michael say are left after the goat massacre? See, this was one of my question, my questions as well, but I only heard one part of it. So I'm going to say what my answer would have been for you. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to say five. All right. Yeah. Just because they were, they, there might've been the goat that was pregnant. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't counting that. Oh, Okay. Well, I mean, I was counting the pregnant goat. Yeah. But not the... survived. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't counting the babies that she had. Yeah. 
So I said five. All right, five is right. So does that mean I automatically get one right too? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, name three things that are on the uh, the goat chain. A, a bottle. Yeah. Like a glass bottle. Um, a horseshoe. Yeah. And like a a scythe kind of thing. Like it looked like one of those like mini scythes, or like a knife or something. Yeah, I'll give it to you. All right. I had a key, a bottle, and a horseshoe. Okay. But like there was like there was you know multiple I mean? things. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a curved like knife kind of thing, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're one and one. What month did Louise say was the last time she talked to her parents? Oh fuck, that's a good one. That's gonna be a total guess. I'm going to say it was Thanksgiving and this was in, in America. So I'm going to say November. No, it and... was for her birthday, which was in May. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, you're wrong. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're still tied. Yep. Um, how many goats did they burn? No, I'm kidding. Oh, Jesus. I was like, did they say that? <laughs> um, all right. In 2020s, The Dark and the Wicked, <laughs> what letters are on Michael's hats throughout the movie? Oh, I was actually going to fucking put this one on. Uh, R and B. I'll give it to you. Because I wrote down R and B at first as well, but I was like, there wasn't really, really like a squiggly line, so I put P and B. But I'll give it uh, to you. Oh, okay. I'll give it to you. All right. Thanks, man. You're welcome. All right. So two, one. Now, this question you kind of answered it through our movie discussion, but it was the wrong answer. Ooh. So I'm going to give you another chance. Okay. What biblical character is on the candle that the nurse lights in David's room? You said Jesus, but it's not Jesus. What? Uh, fuck, I'm not a fucking religious person at all, man. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second biggest name in the Bible. Besides God, I guess. Uh... I don't know, Mary. There you go. Nice. Very nice. Two, two. Fuck, I gotta ask you. What do I have left? Fuck. All right. How many spiders crawled out of the father's mouth? One. Damn it. You got my trick question. <laughs> All right. Oh, we didn't even say what movies we're putting up. No, we didn't actually. Well, Let's... you win. So do I? Unless you want to ask me one more question. We're tied. No, it's three to two right now. Oh, yeah, I guess. True. All right. I don't know. If <laughs> either one of these questions that I ask you, you're going to get it right. So I mean, okay, well, whatever, just ask one and you win no matter what. How many fingers does the mother cut off? Oh, two. All right. 
Um, okay, well, the movie I was going to put up is 2015's Deathgasm. Oh, shit. That would have been a fun one to talk about. Have you seen it? No. Okay, yeah, I just I saw it. I was like, fuck that. It's definitely a Mark and Brooke movie. Yeah, it looks fun. Fuck. Um, <laughs> now I kind of just want to do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie that I put up... And I guess the movie that we're going to be watching is Sputnik. Sputnik? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It was like catching big waves last year. Really? Yeah. Um, if you look it up, you probably recognize the cover art. But it's from... it's Fuck, it's another one from 2020, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people were talking about it last year. Yeah, it doesn't look uh, familiar to me. Well, all right. We're going to be watching it. Yes, we're doing Sputnik. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, there we go. There we go. All right, guys, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you guys want to find us, we are on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street click the link in our bios you'll find links to our t public account uh where we have all of our merch designs up there excuse me um there's also a link to our patreon uh we've already done our patron patron shout out at the start of this episode um but if you want to be super supportive like all those people that we discussed at the start of the episode you can head on over to there and uh see what cool perks you get for depending on which tier you subscribe to and i think that's it cool all right tune in tune in next week to hear us talk about sputnik from 2020 yeah talk to you next time guys see you later